Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Pesach, Chapter 4, Bidikat Chametz, The Search for Chametz. Section 1, The Time for Bidikat Chametz. As we learned in the previous chapter, one who possesses chametz on Pesach transgresses two prohibitions. No chametz of yours shall be seen, and... There shall be no sa'or found in your homes. In order not to violate these two Torah prohibitions, one must eliminate all chametz from his possession. According to the Torah, it is possible to dispose of the chametz by nullifying it verbally, because when one nullifies the chametz in his possession, it becomes like dust, no longer belonging to him, and consequently, it does not cause him to transgress the prohibitions of bal shall not be seen, and Balyamatza shall not be found. Nonetheless, the sages ruled that we must not rely on this nullification, or bittel, alone. Rather, one must also physically remove chametz from his possession. There are two reasons for this. Firstly, they feared that people would nullify chametz insincerely, intending to benefit from it after Pesach and this would result in their transgressing the prohibition of Balyura'e and Balyamatza. Secondly, they feared that after nullifying the chametz, one might see an enticing piece of pastry and eat it, forgetting that it is Pesach. The sages therefore ordained that in addition to bitul chametz, the verbal nullification, one must also search out chametz in order to eliminate it from his possession. At first glance, the appropriate time for Bidikat Chametz should be just before midday on the day of the 14th of Nisan, which is the deadline for removing our Chametz. However, the sages ordained that we search for Chametz at nightfall of the 14th, that is, the previous evening, because during the daytime of the 14th, people are busy with their affairs, and if one waits until the day of the 14th to do Bidikat Chametz, he is liable to forget it altogether. Furthermore, candlelight is especially effective for checking the cracks and crevices of the house. But during the day, candles do not illuminate well, since sunlight prevents the eye from focusing on the weaker light of the candle. Therefore, the sages instituted Bidikat Chametz at nightfall of the 14th, because at night, people are usually at home, and also because candlelight is effective at this time. Since people normally pray Mariv at the beginning of the night, one should do so prior to their bedika, their search, as a more frequent mitzvah takes precedence. One should then proceed quickly to do bedika chametz. One who is accustomed to praying with a minion later in the evening should search for chametz at Sedakochavim, the appearance of three stars, that is, the beginning of nightfall and then pray later at his usual hour. The obligation to search for chametz rests primarily upon the father of the house. However, if he must return home late on this day, it is better that he appoint his wife or another adult family member to search in his stead at the appointed hour when nighttime arrives. Regarding this mitzvah, there is no difference between men and women, and one should choose as a shliach, as an agent, a person who can be trusted to carry out the search properly and responsibly. If it is difficult to appoint a shliach, 
If it is difficult to appoint a shliach, then bidyeved, though not ideal, one should perform the, ser- the search himself later in the evening when he gets home. To summarize, in theory, to get rid of chametz, one needs only verbally nullify it, that is, declare it worthless and ownerless. In theory, you can keep this nullified chametz around your house on Pesach. However, the sages mandated that we also that we also physically search for and remove our chametz. They did this from concern that we would not wholeheartedly nullify our chametz, which, after all, can be quite expensive and quite delicious, and also from a concern that we might see any chametz which we chose to leave around and come to come to desire to repossess it or even eat it on Pesach. The time for this physical search would be, in theory, the morning of Erev Pesach, a few short hours before our chametz becomes forbidden. But the sages ordained that we do it even earlier, on the night before, because people are busy during the day, and because focused candlelight in a dark, nighttime home is good for searching for chametz in cracks and crevices. The proper time for searching is at nightfall, when three stars come out. In order to daven mariv first, one can delay the search a little bit. But typically, one should not delay this mitzvah, even if the head of the household or some of its members cannot be home at this time. Instead, whoever can be home at this time, be they male or female, should fulfill the mitzvah at the proper time for all residents. One idea from the footnotes. Did the sages ordain that we search specifically at the beginning of the night or at any point during the night? To some extent, the question is purely academic, since even if the entire night is available, it's best not to push off the mitzvah, lest you forget about it. And even if the sages specifically focused on the beginning of the night, if one missed it, they should at least do the search later in the night. However, the question is relevant in regard to how careful one must be in having the search done early in the night. According to the all-night view, so long as you set up reminders, there is room to consciously and intentionally delay. According to the early-night view, one should strive to ensure that the mitzvah is done early. The Panine Halacha cites the Ramah in the Shulchan Arach as advocating for the lenient, all-night approach. That said, the Vilna Gon disagrees, as do a majority of Achronim. The Pnei Halacha therefore rules against the Ramah and with the more stringent majority. For that reason, he emphasizes that even if the entire family is not yet home, the best practice is to have part of the family do the mitzvah at its proper, that is, early time. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, Rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.